0: Welcome to the second message in our Get Behind Me series. This week is Hope Under Pressure, and it's a really special message for a really special time just as this. Hope you enjoy. Hi, my name is Matt Russell. Um, Thank you for finding us today. Uh, We're a Lighthouse 805 church, and I appreciate you tuning in to this sermon series. We're currently in the middle of our series, Get Behind Me. This is week number two. If you missed week one, you can definitely go to our podcast and check it out. Uh, you can find us anywhere by searching Lighthouse805 in your podcast app, or even on our website, lighthouse805.com. But our sermon series right now, Get Behind Me, is looking at moments where Jesus positions us. It's re- really looking at when Jesus positions us behind him. Uh, last week, we looked at the word behind in the Greek. It means opiso. It's this correlation of Jesus is in front of us and we're directly behind him. Opiso, we are following him in his footsteps. I love it. Jesus not only gives us an inheritance but guides our lives. We're we're looking at not just hey I accept Jesus and I find heaven one day, but. He's here with us every single day of our lives. And, and this week, we're gonna be looking at when Jesus was heading to the cross and a man was thrown behind Jesus to help him carry the cross. So looking at Luke chapter 23, verse 26 through 43, it says, as they led Jesus off, they made Simon, a man from Serene, who happened to be coming in from the countryside, carry the cross behind Jesus. A huge crowd of people followed along with women weeping and carrying on. So today as we dive in the message, I want to encourage you, grab coffee if you have it, grab tea. Uh, if you're at home, snuggled up, that's great. And dive into the scripture with me today. Let's find hope together. This, this man, Simon, it, it's such an interesting story because this whole crowd is following after Jesus' mourning. And these guards are uh, forcing Jesus to carry his own cross up to be crucified, and in the middle is a man who's walking through this entire process, probably stunned and wondering what's even happening right now. He's, he's heading from an outskirts in his village to the city of Jerusalem. And he encounters Jesus carrying a cross. And the guards force him to carry the cross too. And the interesting thing is with the research and the scholars, if you look into it, he would have been known as a Passover pilgrim. Meaning he was dwelling in wherever he lived, he was farming, he was doing something, whatever his job was and wherever he lived, but he had to migrate every single Passover to come in and celebrate at church. What's interesting about the story is a man was en route to church and in the middle, he became church. I love this context and this story because Simon is all of us right? We're we're in the middle of some kind of process. We're in the middle of some kind of journey, and we're just derailed all of a sudden, and we become the story rather than going to find out about the story. And that's what Jesus does in our life with our own faith. It's so, it's amazing. It's great. It's this moment where Jesus says, you know what? I I don't want you to watch me and look at me, and, and it's this sidelines relationship with me. No, you become a relationship. You become the church. It's this active participation. If you look at like sports, we're not supposed to be in the stands watching Jesus and our faith and the church and everything else happening. We're actually supposed to be on the field with Jesus. We're supposed to be on the field of our faith. In this moment, Simon is ripped out of his journey, completely derailed. And not only that, he has to carry a wooden beam on his back. Like that's, that's crazy. And what's happening here physically is what's happening to us right now on this planet with coronavirus, where we had this entire journey, we had these goals, we had these plans, we knew what we were going to be doing next week, and all of a sudden everything's on lockdown, and the world just throws us this curveball. And it's easy to feel overwhelmed and crushed and derailed by it, but I love Simon's response. And today's message is really digging into that precisely. See, what came to break us is really our breakthrough in disguise. Simon Simon could have been crushed. He could have been broken. He could have been destroyed. He could have lost hope. He could have been frustrated. He could have been, if I was in Simon's shoes and I had a giant wooden beam thrown on my back walking behind this man who was just beaten and bloody and barely able to stand up, I think that would trigger me from wanting to go to church again, right? He was on route to church and this happened. It's crazy. And so Simon, through it all, his life was changed forever. Number one, when we are derailed, when we're derailed, Simon was en route from his home to Jerusalem. He had a clear, concise path. He knew what he was doing. He was in routine. Everything is great, and it's derailed. It's completely off topic. It's it, it stopped. Uh, I don't know if you if you remember these uh, Uh, When I was in the 90s growing up, I was a 90s kid, and there is this archaic device. It's called a Sony Walkman. I had the yellow version with the cord that came out that went into these like charcoal gray black foam headphones that just disintegrate all the time with a metal band that would pull out your hair but you endured, right? And it was just like, and then you'd have that like wire band hair the rest of the day. Sony Walkman was my life. I loved it. DC Talk, Newsboys, Amy Grant, you name it, I probably had it. Loved it. And then I upgraded to the Discman. Okay, so the the difference between the Walkman and the Discman, Sony style, is the Walkman, you throw in your back, backpack, and you have the cord coming out, you still listen, you're good to go. But if you had the Discman, you couldn't have it in your backpack. You couldn't, you had to be careful how you, you had to carry it like this, walking so gently, and, and, and if, you, if you staggered or, or stepped wrong or shook the thing, it would skip, right? You're, you're like in the middle, it's building, it's going up, it's about to hit the chorus, you're all excited, and then it skips and starts the song over, and you're like, are you kidding me? Just got to a good point, right? It, there's like this skipping that occurs if you're not so gentle with it you have to carry it just right, and eventually they came out with the sports edition that had 20 seconds of skip time. I, I don't know. I'm so glad we don't have this anymore, but it's, it's crazy, and there's nothing more jarring than when you feel a skip in the music, right, because you're in sync, you're, you're going along with it, and it's, there's nothing better, and then it, it, it jolts you out of it, and I think that's what happens in life sometimes, as we're going along, we're in our routine, we go to work, we wake up at the right time, we get the coffee, we get everything is, is hunky-dory. It's great. It's fantastic. We can go to a store and we know there'll be toilet paper. And then all of a sudden, there's not. You know, it's like this skip, this jar, this moment where we're like derailed. That's how Simon was. He was, he was walking along the path and he was in routine and his life skipped. It, it was like this, this bump in the road. So what do we do? What happens when we feel like our life is like a CD player and it skips? A, know you're placed. Not place, placed. It's not about saying, oh, I guess this is just what life handed me and uh, and this is it. I'm good to go. This is all there is and I just got to deal with it. No, no, we're placed. You're not derailed. You're placed behind the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. I love Simon because it, it could look like he was derailed from his life and thrown into this horrendous situation, but in reality, he was placed directly opiso Jesus, right behind Jesus walking in his very footsteps, carrying the thing that he was carrying. He was literally the epitome of what we strive to be as believers today. I am following after Jesus no matter what. I am not derailed. I am placed by God behind Jesus. We're placed. B, know your destination. This is, This changes every, this is the game changer of everything. When we feel like life skips us, life something happens, situations, frustrations, whatever. If we know our destination, it makes all the difference. See, when Peter was behind Jesus, there's something in the back of his mind that he could have had. When is this going to end because I need to keep going to what I was doing? When is this going to be over and I'm just enduring and it's frustrating because as long as he has the final destination of where he was headed originally, he will be constantly frustrated. Likewise, if, if we allow life situations to derail us and and we're focusing on our, our end goals of what, oh, my routine is this and I have to have my routine and I have to do this and 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 uh, it's overwhelming. It, it can... Completely derails us all the way. But the biggest takeaway we can have is when we take the destination of what we think needs to happen, this is my plan, this is my checklist, I'm good to go as long as this happens, and say, nope, that's not my destination. My destination is where Jesus is leading me. Because he can move at any moment, the Holy Spirit can speak, we can be directed. My destination is where Jesus is leading me. That's where I need to have my mind focused on. Everything else, the the anxiety and worry of what will be tomorrow just falls away. It doesn't matter. I'm following after Jesus and he's got everything in control. I'm good. That's what we need. Number 2. When we lose control. When we lose control, one of the scariest moments, uh, maybe top five, top 10 of my life, was I was in college and we were going to go to this cabin during the winter time. and it was all these friends and we got together, we packed out several different cars and, and I was a driver. And so we're going up to the mountain and I remember we got to this one uh, stoplight and so I'm starting to stop, everyone's talking in the background, we're laughing, we're joking and all of a sudden um, the light's red but I'm still going. Uh, my foot's on the brake. Everyone's laughter turned to screaming real fast as we realized the, the, the stoplight was at the top of a hill and it was all downhill to the bottom. And so I'm still going because we hit ice and we're going and going and now we're sliding and at one point the car is sideways and then it's backwards and we're just along for the ride. I have no control over the car. We're just everyone's screaming, I'm hitting the brake, I'm hitting the gas, I'm doing it. It's like I'm behind a toy kid third wheel or something, you know, one of those big wheels. Nothing is happening. And we're going down, and I'm like, at one point, I'm like, well, it's just going to be pinball all the way down because there's cars parked, and we go, and we're spinning, and we, we go to the bottom of the hill, and we just slide to a gentle stop. It was crazy. We hit nothing. Dad, if you're watching this, we didn't hit the car I promise it was a miracle. I didn't talk about it until like right now, okay? So maybe you can forgive me. It's been like 20 years. So we get to the bottom, and everyone's like breathing, you know, like everyone's like, (sighs) like you unclench. You pull your fingernails out of the leather console. You're good. And then we just keep on going out, and we're like, we're just going to stay at that cabin till like it defrosts. It eventually will go away, and we can just go back home. It was so scary because we had no control. It wasn't scary because we were moving at maybe 10 miles per hour down a hill, maybe five, just sliding down. That wasn't the scary part. Moments before, we were driving 65 miles an hour on a freeway. We were going significantly faster. But the difference between those two moments of being on a freeway and sliding down a hill was I had no control. That's that's it. That's the core of it all is we can lose control. And when that happens, we lose our minds. It's so scary. <laughs> I think it's crazy in the story with Simon because he lost control at some point. He had control over his life. He was walking on his way to church. And then soldier said, you are going to pick up this cross. And he's, if he says no, he'd have been killed. They could put him on trial instantly, judge and jury right there, and executioner. He lost control of his life, and and he was placed out of control underneath this cross. So what happens when we lose control? A, God's in control. You do not have the ability to control everything in your life, and the sooner that we can grapple with that, I don't have control. You don't have control. Nobody has control. As soon as we can say, I acknowledge that. God, you're in control. The better it is. We we can't control every moment of every second. And if we feel like we're trying to get get in control, that's when the anxiety comes in. That's when the worry. That's when everything starts happening. No, you don't have control. I don't have control. Right? There's not a button with someone controlling the coronavirus. No, that, it's, no one has control. Only God. And the sooner we can get on board with that, the sooner we can move forward. John chapter 16, verse 31 through 33 says this, Jesus answered them, do you finally believe? <clears throat> In fact, you're about to make a run for it. Saving your own skins and abandoning me. And I'm not abandoned. The Father is with me. I've told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties, but take heart, I've conquered the world. God's in control. We, we, can, we have hope for that. And when, we're, when we lose control, that's when hope can come. When we say, we can either let the world strip it away and we're left with nothing, or we can hand our control to God and say, you're in control. And that's when we receive hope. That's where it comes from. So B, reclaiming control. Do you know there is something we, we have control over? It's, it's one of the only things. And I know I just talked about how we don't have control but there is one thing we have control over. It's where we stand in relation to Jesus. We have control of being steps behind him. Simon had control if he was going to stand strong and keep walking or stop moving. That's the only piece of control we have. Is if we stand behind Jesus and when he walks, we walk. When he takes a step, we take a step. That's all it is. You are in control of taking up your word and discovering how to take your next step following Jesus. That's what it is. You might not physically see Jesus standing in front of you walking, but I'm talking emotionally and mentally here by having the nudge of the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you as you pull up the word of God and as you're wrestling with something that you're dealing with, you open it up and say, this is is what I need and allow God to deal with it. Don't let the world try to knock you out from behind Jesus. It's crazy. Everything's pulling and pushing us to try to get us away from Jesus because that's where the power is. That's where the comfort, that's where the hope, that's where everything is. Number three, when we feel crushed. When we feel crushed, When, when we're overwhelmed or burdened beyond anything we can handle. There's this moment that Simon's walking. He's been ripped off of his journey, his path. He's been derailed. He's lost control of his life. And then he's forced to carry a cross with Jesus. I don't know about you, but I, I, I've never picked up a full cross before, lugged on my back, and journeyed to the next town over. Uh, that, that's overwhelming. That's crushing. Not only is people staring at him and mocking him and making fun of and crying and uh, all the emotions in all the world, <clears throat> but it's physically exhausting to be crushed under this cross. And and I think it's this beautiful parallel to situations we have in our own life where where we feel crushed by the weight of the world, or feel crushed by certain situations and frustrations, and they're just weighing on our back, pushing us down to where we don't see in front of us. We're not joyful. We're not excited. we've, We've... feels like we've lost hope. What happens when we're crushed like that? Where the weight just doesn't seem like it's letting up? You know my favorite part about this story is? Is Simon is put underneath the cross. But the interesting thing, it's very subtle. In my research and studying on this, If someone was to help carry a cross, you're actually in tandem with them. Jesus was pulling his cross forward and Simon was ushered to come behind on the back end and lift it up. They were locked in carrying the cross together. Across both their shoulders, they moved forward together with Simon behind Jesus. It's this beautiful picture. And it's this elegant view of how we should be with Jesus. Jesus died on the cross. He, he was raised again and, and he came back to life so that we in tandem can move forward in our lives. It's this, this story of how we follow Jesus every single moment of our lives, locked in in tandem. The cross uniting us together. It's this beautiful picture. And Simon Physically lived what we emotionally and spiritually are supposed to be living every day. I am walking forward with Jesus through thick and thin. Things might feel like they're crushing me, but Jesus is helping me. I love this. Most people think that they have to take the entire weight of the whole world on their shoulders. This is happening. This is happening. All the things in all the world are happening. And in reality, Jesus is sitting there saying, I'm already carrying it. Come behind me. Follow me. I love the verse, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. This, this verse brings new light to this story. It says, are you tired, worn out, burdened out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Take take my burden on you. Take, Take my yoke on you. Take these things on you. And it's this moment where we're saying, I am linking up with Jesus. I have weights, I have these things that feel like they're crushing, but Jesus is saying, come, follow me. Get behind me and let's move together forward because behind me is hope. Behind me is comfort. Behind me is all that you need. Let me show you how to rest. Let me show you how to, how to live your life right now. Our greatest position in finding rest, strength, and hope is is following Jesus. So as as we're all home in forced isolation and sitting around, it's, it's easy to try to think of all the things we've always wanted to do, right? All the things of, oh, I can do this, and I can do that, and I can do this, and eventually those things will run out. I think this moment where we're at home It's one of the greatest gifts because a lot of distractions have been stripped away and we can spend time with Jesus, genuine time. It's these moments where we can say, Holy Spirit, I've always wanted to learn more about you. I've always wanted to learn about healing and faith and and joy. I'm gonna open up the word of God and read more about it. I might feel crushed by the world right now, but under that crushing is genuine hope and joy from Jesus. And all we got to do is just open it up. I want to challenge you, dig into the worship. We're going to have lots of worship songs on our YouTube channel and our website. Dig in. Really, really find the joys of God. Find find the hope that God has to offer. Seriously, don't don't allow all the worries and the media to, to sink in and just be so overwhelmed with fear like Simon could have been. He could have been so overwhelmed with fear he just quit and gave up. But he chose to follow after Jesus no matter what. That's my challenge for you today. It's my challenge this week, this month, however long we're in, in isolation. Find Jesus and stick behind him. Let's pray. Lord, there's hope and joy in following you. There's peace, there's comfort, there's there's all the things you have to offer. I pray that we find those. I pray that what the world wants to lay on top of us to crush us would actually force us into digging deeper in our relationship. What came to break us is really our breakthrough in disguise. We will find hope and we will find you. In your mighty name, amen. Thanks for tuning in. For other messages in the series, other podcasts altogether that we put on, more information about Lighthouse, how to give, how to be a part of who we are, visit our website at www.lighthouse805.com. Or for a special treat, if you'd like to watch this episode, go to YouTube and search on Lighthouse 805. See you next time.